Well, welcome to another episode of Use It or Lose It, your daily or weekly dose of rugby news and entertainment for you to use around the bra, the water cooler at work, wherever you are in traffic, maybe you're talking to yourself. I'm joined by the mysterious, the <laughs> enigma that is Justin Gordon. He's back, my co-host. I'm pleased to have him. Yes. In yeah. the house again. Good to be back, so Yes, very excited. Jazz, where have you been? What have you been up to? And have you been following the Rugby World Cup? <laughs> I have. The, it's been quite difficult. Got married uh, towards the end of September and then honeymoon. So sort of took a two-week break from all sport and then came back to just cricket, rugby, everything, NFL. So it's been... It's been overwhelming, but I cannot wait for this weekend. The I literally cannot wait. Yeah, I'll, I'll concur. I mean, I'm very flippin' excited for this weekend. Um, you know, I think there's just been so much hype built around um, this Japan Spock game, um, particularly the payback of Brighton. So, yeah, very excited for I that. Mean, but even, there's some nice matchups as well even, outside even of the Even on neutral. Saturday, because the... I mean, I, to be fair, I haven't really watched a lot of the pool games. Um, just, they have really been lopsided. I can't really watch England play Georgia kind of thing. I'm not really yeah. interested in any of that. Even us play Canada, I don't see much purpose in that. Plus it's at an odd time, it's during work hours. Yeah. I so I mean, the only thing I'm following are, are injuries. Yeah. Um, so I was a bit worried when... We lost Trevor and Jesse yeah, quite early on. I thought we would have a lot more coming in. And then Colby and, you know, was, was in doubt now. But, you know, the guys have come through strong. So now it feels like the World Cup has started. It sounds wrong. Granted, the Japan games have been, you know, a great sort of runway into the, the quarterfinals. Sure. Because that was exciting Sunday. Is the game on? Is it off? Scotland. Yeah. Of, uh, wingy wingies. Yeah. And now they, even World Rugby is going after them again now. Yeah. The only thing to do is kind of punch that and just say that, you know, that they weren't prepared for the game now because that, um, because they didn't know if it was going to get called off and stuff and put three things in doubt. So, so I mean, they, they can only kind of punch. I, I don't see another I, way. I, I mean, mean, if they accept if, guilt for it, then they're going to be hammered. Uh, I mean, if we if we spend a few seconds on that game, I I thought it was I didn't see much of a game plan from Scotland. Yeah. Um, I I didn't see a kicking game plan. I didn't see a you know keeping the ball close territory game plan. I it looked like they were completely blown away. The rush defence was no non-existent. So you know, I didn't really see anything. Um, yeah, noteworthy from their side, but well done to the to the, the Japanese. Yeah, yeah. Now we first first uh, game of the weekend. Let's get straight into it. I mean, uh, big game. Um, old rivals clash. The prisoners versus their <laughs> their homeland. I guess um, England versus Australia, and it's. Um, are you kind of, even reading the, the, the articles now between Checker and Jones? Well, I was just going to say, two Randwick uh, rugby club boys up against each other and um, were close friends and now 
bitter rivals. Um, I mean, if I coached a team against you, I'd definitely throw a lot of jabs out, eh? Well, you'd have a lot on me. <laughs> as would I. Um, so, it... I mean, it, a lot of it is, is hot, you know, sort of smoke. I, did, I haven't read anything or, or watched anything from their interviews that has really, you know, been, been a knockout punch or something really to... Yeah. To take note of. It's all been whingy, um, whingy stuff that sort of the, the press are poking around, getting a comment and then building, it, building an article around. Yeah. Well, obviously, Eddie Jones saying that um, he's had two weeks off to prepare for this game um, because of the French game being called off. Is that a positive, though? I mean... Yeah, you would think that it's a, it's a stake, but underdone. Yeah. Um, but, you know... Eddie Jones obviously coming out and saying he's had more time to analyze the opposition, study the opposition. A couple of controversial things that he's thrown up being classic Eddie, um, saying that it's typhoon season in Japan and somewhere else it's terrorist, terrorist season, which was massively controversial and it seems to be swept under the carpet. But, you know, life carries on in Eddie Jones's world. And, you know, Czech has obviously had his jabs back and he said, if you know, if you've had if you've had two weeks to prepare for a um, a game then you are obviously going to win it yeah um, so and Eddie Jones I mean he's talking about he said no well we didn't really need the French game because uh, in our training the guys have run as much as they would in a rugby match yeah and I I'm calling bullshit on that because you, you just see intensity you know, guys speak about intensity. You're not gonna, you're not gonna go into a training field and risk being injured. You know, you, you're not. Like, Oaks aren't gonna take it as seriously. So I'm not too sure that I, I agreed with that point. But yeah, and now maybe let's just get onto the squad selection. We've yes. got a little clip from Eddie himself. Um, so listen in carefully um, on this, and then we'll get into the selection after that. Uh, well, George, George in the twenty-three. Uh, well, we have a starting and a finishing team. So he's going to finish for us instead of starting. Well, I spoke to him this morning and obviously he's disappointed, but he knows his role in the team. He's got an important role in the team and that's how we've... We've spoken all along, we've got a squad of 23. We look at it as a squad of 23. Everyone has a role to do. Yeah, we've left a lot of good players, eight players out of a, a squad of 31, um, and they're all disappointed. But uh, he's, got a, he's got a significant role for us to play. Yeah, so quite an interesting statement by Eddie Jones. If we get into the squads, um, just yeah, quite an, you know, quite an interesting omission from the 15, starting 15 for England. That game was at 9.15 for anyone that's wondering South African time. Yes. Um, and it's on Saturday. But Elliot, Elliot Daly starts at the back with Watson, Anthony Watson, Henry Slade in the midfield, paired by Manu Tuolangi, Johnny May and Owen Farrell, Ben Youngs, Billy Vilupolo, Sam Underhill, Tom Curry, Courtney Laws, Mario Toje, Carl Sinclair, Jamie George and, and Mako Vunipolo. So they, they're definitely going for a power game up front and, and for me the mission of Farrell is largely due to that I'm, I'm talking Ford. nonsense Fords is largely due to the fact that there's going to be 
the likes of the Australian heavy runners. I think, I mean, Karevi leading up to this, I think he's been the form player in the Australian side, but I would, I can't see another number 12 that's been as hot as he has. Apart um, from the other feed, the Fijian guys. No, I mean, those, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those, those guys on another level, they don't, yeah. But I just, the way he's been playing, the number of, of line breaks he's had, even in the pool stages, has been incredible. And yeah, he almost ripped Wales apart. I mean, the, that second half, he was very influential, apart from that little... So that, yeah, that's why I think they brought Manu back into number 12 to help the, you know, Channel 1. Yeah. Uh, with Owen Farrell, so... Owen Farrell's quite a good defender although he does have a habit of leaning in with a shoulder and and no what do you mean arm. A habit that's what he does <laughs> well they've tried to correct it they've spent a lot of time on obviously the big focus in this world cup has been on hias and head injury assessments so they've tried really hard to kind of you know Change tone that, that down the bit. interesting thing uh from if you look at sort of last world cup and how we things have progressed to now um, often teams are, are sort of looking at having less ball, you know, sort of defending and getting penalties from that and getting territory. So you often you often see when we won in New Zealand how little ball that we had, when they won here, how little ball we had. But now with this tackle law, you know, you the risk of not having the ball is even higher. Yeah. Because one wrong tackle, you're 14 down. Yeah, sure. So now it's it's not as as simple as let's just have a good defense, you know, we can win it because one small error in that and you're fourteen down. Yeah. Um so it's I'm interested for, to see for me the the sound of Farrell at ten is a respect to the Aussie pack and I think you know the Brumbies had a really good pack over the super rugby campaign and um it's 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 something that's now kind of been a feature of this new Australian side under uh, Michael Checker is their pack has actually been a bit stronger than their their backline in my my thinking, um, and Farrell's selection is for that reason because Ford is not that good when uh, on a pack that's going backwards. Although this is a formidable England pack, but say this pack generates quick ball out to those big uh, Karevi and uh, uh, Jordan, yeah, um, that's gonna. That's going to be a challenge for the likes of a Ford to handle. Um, so, quick th- run through on the Australian side. It's Beal at the back, Hodge on the wing, Pietal. I mean, that, that for me, if I can stop there. Jordan Patea, sorry. Um, Sasamu Karevi, uh, Kurabeti, Milifano, Will Genia, uh, Nasarena, Michael Hooper, David Pocock, Rory Arnold, Rodder. Uh, Alan Alatua to Alatu and Scott Sear. It's, it's a mean, power pack. That's a power pack, but look at the back line now. I mean, 13, 13 the youngster getting in. Where, Pataya, yeah. You know, he hasn't been the starting for a number of years leading up to this. So I, I see that and the number 10 jersey. I mean, Lila Fanu, you know, taking over from, you know, the, the incumbent number 10 for so many years. He doesn't even make it in the, the 23. Bernard Foley, yeah. Well, the interesting thing with Christian Liliofano is out of the three 
fly halves to go for. He plays more in the pocket than any of the other three. Uh, Tamur is very good at taking it to the line because he's actually, in my mind, uh, an inside center. So he's very good at but then he gets sucked in too much. Bernard Foley has been... It's been cold tap for the last two years that he's oh. been running on. He, he, he's got no spot. So now you've got Beal, Leofanu, Kim, you know, this back line, except Reese Hodge. I mean, I, I don't yeah. rate the Oak at all. Yeah, that's why, that's why I was surprised actually to see James O'Connor omitted from the starting 15. Yeah. Because I think he has the capability of igniting things from a 10 channel. But then again, you've got Curtly Beal. So I think of this Aussie pack. You know, if they get off to a rip-roaring start, it'll be difficult for the English to get back. A bit of Aussie confidence, and they might get away, but I'm going England by 10. 10? Yeah. The, I, I think Australia will be up for this, Percy. I mean, England's last match, they did not impress. I mean, okay. it was against Uruguay. Um... And they just didn't. Well, it wouldn't have been Uruguay because they would have been in in the other. Well, it was a team team similar. And they just couldn't put them away. Yeah. The game before, and I, I'm just worried. I don't know. I think I think I'm going Australia. I'm going to go against. I think I'm going Australia, uh, by five. Australia by five. Mm. Yeah. Um. I I think I'm pretty pretty safe with where where I'm going. Um. And I feel pretty comfortable with with going England by, <laughs> England by ten. Um, you know, just the reason being is that I feel like they've just got too much forward momentum in their pack and too much strength. Oh. Um, but the um, underdog, you know, if I'm the Australian change room, you beat New Zealand this year. Yeah, you beat New Zealand. You know, I think Wales. There were one or two calls that could have gone either way. And now let's go out there and so first first twenty, you know I want to see how they they go, but I'm going I'm going them by far, which hell we'll see we'll Make, see. I'll throw that was some a bold call there. Eh? Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a call at half time. <laughs> Next game, obviously New Zealand versus Ireland. Um, uh, that's at twelve uh, fifteen. It's also on the Saturday, so that's a big one. Um, Ireland would be New Zealand's bogey team, so it's an interesting one. I think though that Ireland obviously are you know going into this game with not a lot of confidence in their in their own ability, and they've kind of stuttered and failed to get going. Uh, I thought after that Scottish game, I don't you wouldn't have seen it, but they they blew Scotland out the water. I think it was thirty points to three or something to that effect. Um, and I thought they were back on track, but you know, there's just there's a They're certain not peaking. there's a weird vibe in that Irish side, and um, yeah, so it's going to okay. be an interesting one. Um, the New Zealand side, they've gone with the double pivot again um, with Bowden Barrett, Reese, Goodhue, Leonard Brown, Bridge, Moanga, Smith, Reed, Sam Kane, Adi Severe, Whitelock, Ritalik, Lulala, Taylor, and Moody. So if you look at if you look at Ireland's side. Oh, I think so. If you look at Ireland's uh last three games against New Zealand. Yeah. You know, it they've squeezed them. They've squeezed them out of their game. You know, they've robbed them of possession. Ireland uh-huh. will dominate 
the possession stakes if they're going well. Yeah, um, right. But I can't see I can't see anything moving New Zealand now. Maybe I'm a bit biased because I want uh, a New Zealand Bach final. I want New Zealand Bach final. So I'm back in New Zealand here. Uh, then I, the reason why I want Australia to win is that I know New Zealand will push them over. Yes. You know. Yeah. So in the semis and then. And I th- I think you know with the side the side that um, Ireland have gone for I would have gone. Uh, Jordan Lamont at the back there because I just think he offers something different in terms of Rob Carney. I know he's solid under the high ball and I would put Lamont in front of Earls. What is Earls still doing playing <laughs> rugby? <laughs> Your favorite guy. Fuck, I just don't. I don't see anything from the. Yeah, so you got Kearney, Earls, Ringrose, would Henshaw. You, would you say that Keith Earls is the Raymond Rule of Ireland? Yes, that's an accurate <laughs> statement. Eleven is Stockdale, Sexton, Flower Half, Murray, the other half back, South African-born CJ Stunder, Josh van der Vlier, he's not South African, um, <laughs> Peter Omani, James Ryan, Ian Henderson, and Targ Farlonger, Rory Best, and Sian Healy. There's a couple Irish names there that are really Irish. I've been there for a while. Um, but yeah, I think, and look, I mean, there's some... Big names in that Irish side, but I don't see how they're going to make the difference against this All Black side. It's not an All Black side that is like vintage All Blacks for me. Like they're not. I don't think if this side came up against the twenty fifteen side, would this side beat that side? No. No. The answer is no. there's, there's something missing from this All Black side that the All Black sides had of the past, um, and maybe it's just Richie McCall, Richie McCall, <laughs> Dan Carter. Yeah. I um, I mean, Nanu and uh, Smith. Smith. So, yeah, but I still think that they've got enough strength and depth in the side to topple Ireland. And I don't think the the suffocating possession game of Ireland is going to have any impact on the on this All Black side because I think they've probably got the stronger set pieces at the moment going in based on form. I I'm going, I'm going ten yeah, there. Yeah, I'm going. A little bit more. I think the last... I was going to go 14, but then... I'm thinking that it's going to be tight until the 60th. And then, you know, sort of... I mean, even an intercept, something along those lines where the ball, you know, it goes against the rub, goes against the, against the, the Irish, and then belief will go. I, don't, I just don't... I can't see them, you know, the way their form is going now, believing that they can stay in it for 80. Yeah, 100%. So I think 60 and then we'll see mm. see some change or momentum and they won't be able to claw it back. Super Sunday. Oh, fuck, I'm excited. Super, super Sunday. Um, Wales, yeah. France. The teams yeah. haven't been announced yet. But Wales, what do you... Wales, France. Um, sure. I mean, yeah. I can't name... Can you name the French backline? I can name the Wales... The Welsh backline that could probably come... Yeah, I mean, well, let's start with the Welsh side then. Um, at the back, Williams. You, you, you're going to go Williams. Um, what a fall from grace for Halfpenny. I mean, even, even, you know, the wing. I saw what uh, what Fiji did to that one at Welsh wing, Adams. I think. Yeah. I mean, they they targeted his channel, and they got through a few times. Now you got the French side who are synonymous for for 
you know, a big wing. Yeah. I would put a big wing out there on the, and then see what, what we can take from there. So, without, you know, I, you go, you you're definitely going Williams at the back. I think. Um, the centre pairing, you know. Yeah, the the centre pairing is obviously. Davis. Davies and uh, Parks. Yeah. And um, North's on the bench, and then, you know, they might they might put Williams on the on the other wing and put Halfpenny at the back. They might do that, um, but it's more more than likely going to be the the other chap. Uh, so I think it's going to be Adams on the one, North on the other, with uh, um, Davis, Davis and Parks. With the and then the French look. You know, I'm reading you know, a few there's stories. A, there's a couple. Yeah, I mean, let's obviously just touch on the French at the moment. It's, it's been. <laughs> and typical. It's been a classic, typical. It's been a classic French, um, just a classic French, World Cup. I mean, there's the there's been bickering amongst the coaches. I almost think that maybe the French will get together, and that they will have. A, a couple ciggies and uh, <laughs> and, a, and a croissant, and they'll discuss how they all need to play for each other, and they'll come up and they'll rock up on the day, and Vincent Clack will, well, he's not inside anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> on the wing, you, you know, see what what why I think they they are such an enigma in these in these kind of you know quarter semi final is because they can spark from anywhere and they're not scared to have a go. You know, you have teams that they might find themselves two tries down in the space like we did. We were two tries down very quickly against New Zealand. Yeah. And it's sort of, you know, possession and territory and those kind of games that the Welsh play can be very quickly overturned. So Welsh could go through 20-odd phases, um, score a try, and then all of a sudden the French with a few offloads match that. So, I'm... I want to believe in the French sides of the old, but judging from the last couple of years in the Six Nations, I mean, these teams know each other. You know, you've got the other, all the other um, quarterfinals are sort of north and south. Yeah. But, but this one is north versus north. So the Welsh are coming in, you know, off a couple of years. They know this team. They know what they're about. So I, I'm going Wales. I'm going Wales by six. What do you think, Sots? Uh, I think the French are going to pull something out <laughs> the bag. Yeah, I think Dupont and um, Intermac. How do you pronounce your surname? Laveau. Okay. <laughs> Is that French by any chance, eh? Mauritian, yeah. French. Okay. Uh, Pernod, <laughs> uh, you know, he, uh, there's, there's a couple boys there that, that could light the stage up. We don't know what the side's going to be. Uh, Menard at the back. Might be some of their Fijian uh, centers. Bakatawa and Raka. They must put them in there. I mean, the Welsh, that one wing, I think they're going to target him, kick to him a bit. Adams, I think. And he scored three tries, but I mean, from he caught the ball over the line kind of thing. Yeah, so it's a difficult one to call. Um, but I, I just think the French have one big. Halmeri in them and um, take it from there and they take it from there and, and then and that leads a, us there's something that's not convincing about Wales and like no, this, Patchell this it's now between Patchell um, for that fly half berth and you know their the main fly half is um, uh, bigger 
bigger has been been pushed out with the concussion protocols and that well, kind Dan, of I mean Dan Bigger was was supposed to be the the backup flop, you know, it was Yeah, Anscom. It was supposed to be Anscom and they built their game around him for the last couple of years. So they're also adjusting a bit. Yeah. But I, I almost want to move past these games now and speak about our Springbok game. <laughs> um you know, there's listening to the other coaches, I love how open Rossi is. You know, he he fills me with such confidence reading, you know, how what he's how he's speaking about the game and you know how much credit he gives to these guys. You know, it's if you look at how Eddie Jones and Chica and even Hansen have been at at these news conferences and what they've been saying and Townsend and stuff. And yeah. then you've got uh Rossi who is really just toe the line given so much honesty but nothing no controversy just always fools you that he's got this that's yeah. what I, whenever I read an article or watch him his interview he's got this yeah you know the, the interesting thing on the, the box in, in the box squad if we quickly go through the box squad you've got uh, LaRue Colby Lacanya Am Damien Delandi Mpimpi Pollard Declack. Vermeulen, Steph de Toys, Khaleesi at captain, uh, Diacha, Eben Etzebeth, Malherba, Bongi and Bonambwe, Tenda and Terrarira. Terrarira, <laughs> the beast. Um, and I think if you look at that side, it's quite an interesting one um, that pops out at you as Bongi and Bonambwe. Uh, yes. Um, because he's, you know, I think he's been the form hooker Probably of, and I'm going to say this, and it's, people are going to say, well, he said that pretty flippantly. But I believe that he's been the form hooker of the World Cup. Um, he's scrummed really well. His defense has been amazing. And his set pieces are, he just hits the well, mark all the time. And I just think he's been very mobile, getting around the park and doing, you know, doing the silent Grunt, grunt work, work but he's also quite a formidable ball carrier as well from the back of a ruck or well, I, or more I think they've shown oh, not shown the hand because I mean a 6-2 bench you know what's going to happen but the fact that you got a Lurt and Eben tall timbers yeah they're kicking for the corner here yeah and I don't think there's anyone better than Bongian Benambi at the back of a rolling ball and Beast has been in the form of his life in terms of scrumming so you got you got I think they're gonna kick for the corners and they're just gonna maul this team. If you look if you look how they played after that uh after the game against New Zealand. Yeah. They spoke about going back to basics and all they did was kick to the corner, even uh more. And yep. Bongi was there. So I I think that's gonna be the modus now. Yeah. I don't think Mpimpi is gonna to touch the ball too often. Colby I think they'll always make space for. And Benambi, yeah, I mean, back I, rolling I back him, I back that Two guy. tries, I'm going two tries with Benambi, and I'm going Aspartov. Brilliant. Um, the, the fear factor, though, with Japan, and, and like, we play a rush defense, and we've got to take control of the position. They're incredibly quick around the breakdown. They, their players don't go to ground, and if they do don't go to ground, they bounce back up, so they're another player option. Um, they've... You know, they, they generate very quick line speed. So against the rush defense, you'll notice on the backs of scrums and things like that. So Faf is actually going to be really key on defense in terms of putting pressure on the nine. Um, and but if you look at their, I mean, if you flip at their defense, 
Yeah. I mean, they, they chop tacklers and that kind of but thing. Do but do you see them going at the ball? They don't. I, they I, don't go at the ball, but they pack the they pack the ruck and they generate quick transfer out of the ruck. So it's it's they don't defense, go to ground a on lot. Defense. So so I don't see. There's a lot of running runners looping around, and one of the interesting facts is on a set play. Is is they will run hard from a from a scrum onto the ball, so make up meters, get across the advantage line. Then they bring it back into open play. Then they move it back blind. Now, when they move it back blind, you see all the numbers on the backs of the defending teams turn. So you see nine, ten, twelve running towards the the blind side, and that's because they've generated such quick uh, phase ball. Um, by not going to ground, by having looping players that have come back into open play. And it, it, it means that the defense is always scrambling. So they don't allow the defensive systems to set. That's where Japan's big strength is. And that's where the box kind of have to put things into structured play. They've got to kind of be the power guy, kick, kick for corner, take the line out, dominate the line out, dominate them all. I, yeah, I, I see us gang tackling them. A little bit, you know, because they, Scotland failed in that. What Scotland tried to do is try one guy tackle, one guy go over the ball. And sure, their number seven had a field day. Yeah. But then what happened is that they were able to get over the advantage line, which means their backs came in more. Yeah. So the threat, you know, if you halt that momentum with a gang tackle, yeah, you know that they are putting two guys in. So if you've got two guys tackling, they they three down. Because they've got the ball carrier and the two behind. Yeah. So you can afford to go gang tackling a little bit on these guys. And I think that that would be the, the way to beat them. What I'm hoping as well is that the box, um, you wouldn't have seen, but in the pool games, the box put this interesting tactic in play, which they'd obviously been studying Japan. But they pull, they pull people into the ruck. And it's a similar tactic that they used in the rugby championship. So... Our guys standing around a ruck will actually pull players in and out of the ruck. And I've mentioned this a couple times on the pod, but they'll pull them in and then um, the op- opponents will add another person to that ruck in order to secure the ball. Now, Francois so, Lowe is very good at that. Eh? And Sia Khaleesi. Um, and, and our locks and our props kind of compete and then are very aggressive at that breakdown area. But because the team is, the opponents are throwing more and more people into that ruck, there's less people out there in open play to, oh. to, so it becomes easier for the defensive system to set up. So that's an interesting one. On the Japan side, I think uh, I think we would. I mean, I'm, let's just run through it quickly. And uh, you got William Tupo at the back, uh, Matashima, a South African-born wing, um, Timothy Lafevea. Sorry, I've got that name horribly wrong. Nakamura, uh, Fukuoka, uh, Tamura. Um, Ingari, Hemino, Labaskachni, easy one, uh, Michael Leach, James Moore, Luke Thompson, Ku, Shotahari, uh, Ikita, and Yaki. So it, it's gonna, it's, I think that's probably gonna be the squad for, for Japan against the Springboks. I don't think there'll be many changes from the Scots game. And, um, you know, what's gonna be interesting is, is to see if they can still generate that quick phase ball against the power pack. There'll be a totally different opposition for the yeah. box. And I mean, what, what Scotland also didn't do well is that when they kick out, you kick into the stands. Yeah. 
they will throw that ball in and run at a... Any time. So, you know, Scotland... Minutes in plays. Finn Russell, I mean, he he blew cold that day. But, I mean, they... They They turned it on. They turned it on in the second 20, I thought. Well, the second half, second 20. But, yeah. I'm going... Yeah, I'm going... As the first 50 minutes, I think we'll lead by... By five to seven points, and then I think we might break away. Yeah, I was gonna go fourteen. Mm. So I, I, I think that's where. You know, I think there is still a gap. As much as we we say that they how well they've done, there is a gap in terms of fitness. I do think you saw them, you know, fall off against Scotland, and if we put enough pressure, I think we can score quite a few there. So I'm. I'm very excited. I bought enough biltong and chips, you know, to last me a while. And yeah, from my side, um, very excited. Yeah, and it's bring yeah. on New Zealand South Africa final. I think that pretty much takes it to the end of our World Cup. Um, all the games, we flipping looking forward to it. I hope you guys are too. Yes. And Let's we're going to end off on a just juice. The good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> the the good thing at the moment um, is the fact that South Africa has got an English ref. You know, uh, we've got a good. Yeah, I think we've got a good uh, uh, win record, and I'm also. I saw a stat that we have the same. Uh, the number of caps that we have in this uh, match. The, yeah. In the last, the last team to have more caps than this was the 2015 World Cup. Yeah. So I think we have been building, building up. The bad for me at the moment, you know, I think the number of sideshows, number of sideshows that have been going on in world rugby, the red cards, the typhoon, um, you know, the cancelling of games. You know, there has been some distraction, and I really think that the gap between tier one and tier two is getting bigger. But the ugly at the moment um, is, I, I saw the, the article with Ibn Etzebeth, um that he's gone to the, the high court to stop the commission going to the quality court. Interesting to see how that, that plays out. But we've got a, um, the most interesting point that came out of that for me is when Etzebeth spoke to the commission before they left, it was agreed that they would only start prosecution the hearings yeah, okay. when they got back. Yeah. So from that side, you know, it was an agreed procedure that, you know, there's both parties agreed how it would happen. And then they, it was decided that it wasn't going to happen that way. So from that side, you know, I'm, I'm unsure as to the, but just being really disappointing to have that all going on while the box are over in Japan trying to compete yeah. for World Cup glory. And if he is guilty, then, you know, cheapest dude. Let's get him. Why, why uh, you know, take your teammates through all of that crap? Oh, one, one more thing about the good. If everyone must do themselves a favor and go watch the, the Entlovo Youth Choir okay. sing Shosha Law's uh, Goosebump stuff. Goosebump stuff. They well, uh, Willie's brought them into the Mall of Africa. Nice. Okay. Um, it's on News Twenty Four. Go over look at that. 
Uh, definitely a tear There's joker. another, another uh, choir as well to follow, the Quezi Choir. Okay. Um, also which is with Sia, Sia Khaleesi as well. I mean, they've got some cool songs to I'm sing. So when, you, when you're out on the Perth or when you're having a couple beers. Yeah, um, leading up to the game, in between the, the Wales French game. Really nice to get you into the mood. Yeah. Um, but don't do it on a Sunday. Don't it. So we're going to work on, work on Monday, so be, be safe out there yeah. and be responsible. Done. And that's that. Thanks, buddy. One. Flipping hey. good to have you back. Yeah. And that Play is it. Use out. it or lose it. <laughs> this has been big in Japan.